All right, welcome back to the podcast. It is your host, Aiden Graham, with none other than co-host, Jordan Newman. Jordan, how are you? I'm very good. I'm excited to be back. It's been a little while since we've recorded, so I'm excited. Definitely. I think we're uh, rolling into more of an every other week at this point kind of schedule, and honestly, that's probably for the best. Yeah. I mean, we've been busy the last couple weeks, so it's hard to do both podcast and work so true been doing projects been doing other things have some new projects on the way lots of good stuff uh today we're gonna be talking about our project that we recently completed in los angeles but before we get to that let's cover the product spotlight of the week the product spotlight of the week is dos light 4 and specifically the dvc gold box they've recently come out with a new dmx controller and uh, unlike the last controllers, these controllers have a little LCD screen and some numbered buttons on them. And they kind of look, um, I don't know, worth putting up as a standalone product and using, besides just being the backup controller that you shove underneath the shelf. Um, yeah, it... Uh, has 10 buttons on it that you can set scenes to each button and just run your show, if it's a simple show, from your little controller. Otherwise, it'll kick back and do the rest of its usual duties, running DMX signal to your lights. And let's see. It's got USB-C for its power and for its connectivity, or you can connect it via Ethernet. It also has ArtNet capabilities. And the DVC Gold has four outs. And I believe one in. And it's geared up and ready for DOS Lite 5 coming out who knows when. A few months from now. But, yeah, that's your product of the week. For the... Oh, Jordan, do you have anything to say about that? Um, I was just going to say, it kind of looks like a, a video switcher in a way, just the way the buttons are laid out. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. Kind of looks like that, if you're trying to picture it. But you can look it up if you're listening for yourself and see what we're talking about. It's a pretty cool little product. Definitely. It, it definitely feels like they took a couple cues from Blackmagic Design. This is true. All right, now shifting over into the State of the Industry address. The state of the industry is, um, well, we're in a state of just moving on with life, thankfully, as the restrictions kind of around the country start to lessen and people kind of go back to spending money in the centers and places that we do our business. Uh, we're starting to see our work pick up. You even see um, a lot of these conferences and expos getting back on the schedule bowl expo coming in june in vegas you'll see us there we'll be there and uh if you're there stop by try and find us i don't know how many of us will be there but we usually drop ourselves in a whole collection of booths so keep an eye out for that um but yeah that's all I'll leave you with for those two items. Now into the meat of this episode. Um, California. 
the land of the warm, sunny skies and not much else. I mean, that's really all I have to say about California. <laughs> I was just going to see where you're going to go. I know you're <laughs> pausing for me to say something, but I was like, he's got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> what else is there to say? It's California. There's nothing good there. I mean, the, the sun is nice there. I enjoy California for that regard, um, but we didn't even really see it at this job. No, we were definitely staring at the fluorescent painted skies of the interior of a bowling center which wasn't far off from the sun no no i definitely saw the face of the sun once or twice (laughs) when i looked up into a light that i wasn't ready to have turned on in my face but besides that no sun this is true uh how do you feel about that project jordan um so for me this was obviously my first bowling center job and this wasn't for clutch, so it wasn't the projection and the that kind of thing. It was just the atmospheric lighting, hanging those 8067s over, or well, there's one per, I guess there's three per two lanes. So you put one towards the beginning, middle, t- closer to the pins, to all the way across. There were 22 lanes, so 11 different lines of those 8067s. I thought it went really smoothly. I mean, we got there, and there was a few hiccups just because the ceiling wasn't exactly what we thought, but we problem-solved fairly quickly. We were able to just stay consistent along um, our mounting locations, and yeah, I mean, the only other hiccup was the power cables we didn't have, so we had to like plug all the lights in to just local outlets and then do some programming. Um channel the lights but then as soon as we got the power cables we had to tear all those ones back down then we plugged in the other ones so there's a little bit of mishap there but it was out of our control and it wasn't it wasn't too bad yeah. i had a good time for my first bowling alley i'm really glad that ceiling didn't screw us because there was a good chance that it wasn't suspended by all that wood and i was like oh no yeah that would have been bad that would have been very bad. But worked out. Oh, he's calling me again. Should I just go solo? Sure. All right, I'm going to go solo on this episode now because Peyton's getting phone calls from the good old um, California. He's actually talking to the center that we're talking about right now. Basically, we programmed all the lights. They wanted a longer show than we were expected to program. So Wednesday, the last day we were there, we showed up at 930 because the owner got there a little bit later. So we were able to sleep in, show up around 930, plugged everything in, started programming. We were expecting to do about three hours of programming, which you basically do five minutes of programming takes an hour to program. So like a 15 minute show is going to be three hours. That's what we were expecting to do. But then they wanted more. They wanted stuff for like all of the holidays, Um, you know, because St. Patrick's Day is coming up a week from today, at least from when we're recording this. For those of you, I think this comes out tomorrow, so it'll be six days from now. Um, They wanted Christmas colors. They wanted local sports teams. So they wanted the Rams. They wanted the Raiders, which the Raiders are what 
gray gray and black silver and black so like how are you gonna do that with light turn them off you can't do gray light anyway i understand as a bowling center i would understand because obviously they can't program themselves so they want us to do it but for us that's just a lot of time and if we were to do that for every single project it would just be a lot of programming and a lot of time but i am just now learning how to program um, usually it's Andrew and Peyton who do all that, but I've been home throughout this week since being back. I've been learning DOS light myself, which if you guys at home want to learn DOS light, you can literally just go on to DOS lights website, do download DOS light four. you can download it to your PC. It's free, but if you start to get lights, then you will need a controller. If you want to actually program it to lights, you need that controller to do so. But if you want to just mess around with the software and learn, you can do that for free. Just download it. Um, so I've been learning how to do that. That way we can remote into the bowling center's um, computer there that we installed. We have access here just via team viewer. And then we could add more stuff to program just from our, our house. So right now he just called a second ago and said that the lights weren't bright enough on the pins or they were too bright, I think. So Peyton's like, Perfect. Give me just a second. Peyton logs into their computer. He shifts down the brightness. Boom. They like it. Log out. Hang up the phone. Good to go. So that's the nice thing about technology these days is when um, lights aren't working properly, we have that, that ability to use TeamViewer, log right in, fix their problem. Um, it does become a challenge when there's a job on the East Coast and we're on the West Coast. So if the times are off, then we're either, you know, waking up super early to a phone call or I guess super late wouldn't be the case because midnight there would be 9 p.m. here, which wouldn't be too bad. But that's not it's the least of our concerns. So what else can we talk about for this job? Are you back, Peyton? I've returned. He's returned. No longer solo. I was getting lonely. It's the customers. They, uh, they always call the most inopportune was- times. I was just elaborating on how we have TeamViewer installed. That way, if things need to be programmed or fixed, it's a simple phone call. We log in, good to go. That was just a that was just a moment of me being an idiot because uh, I didn't save the color that I set for his lights. So as soon yeah, as he that's... deselected and he went back, honestly, I don't know if I did it right this time either. We'll we'll find out if he calls me again. Good to know. I'll be prepared to do another five minutes of solo. Good. <laughs> um, right now. Anyway, we can just continue to talk about the job. So what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was going great until we ran in with our software issues. But honestly, sometimes it do be like that. Right, yeah. So I explained that um, we got there about 9.30 on Wednesday. And we kind of had different expectations, what they wanted and what we were planning to do when it came to programming. Um but it was yeah there was also software issues that kept us there for 12 hours that day yeah that was a long day not the longest day of my life but uh it was close i literally was just sitting there because i mean obviously i I was always i'm willing to help at at any point in time but when it was just the software and it was programming whatever it's not like you can have three people doing the same thing so I was just chilling and there was a bowling tournament going on and I'm not even joking. We were in the hood 
of Huntington Park, California. Are we allowed to dox this bowling alley that we just installed at or no? Um, I mean, you kind of already did. <laughs> I mean, does it matter? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, so it's Gage Bowl in Huntington Park, California. Excellent and place. Sweetest lights we've ever done so far. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I think it's super cool. And I'm excited to get the opportunity to do some of my own programming on it, which after this, I'm gonna, I have some questions for you about that, Peyton. Yep. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of in like a Mexican hood area. So like there's downtown just south of that is Huntington Park which is the area we were in, and just south of that is Compton. So it just gets darker and darker and darker as you go south. <laughs> but uh, Until you hit Disneyland, all of a sudden it's really bright again. Yeah, and then Anaheim and Disneyland, Long Beach, all that is just back to bright as the sun, baby. But, yes, yeah, so there's a bowling tournament that Wednesday, which obviously makes it very difficult to program lights when you can't have the lights on to look at them. So at, like, what time was it, 6 or 7 p.m., mm-hmm. they had – the tournament going on they're like yep shut them down we're like there was some um, feisty feisty folks in there yeah dude they, they were all of them had their own shoes their own balls their own team t-shirts and i was the only white guy and it was dope <laughs> i don't it was it was interesting but uh i was just having a good time watching them and i was like why are people looking at me so weird and i was like oh it's probably because i have white hair right now <laughs> i think that was probably part of it also, you weren't, like, participating in their tournament. Yeah, I was just, like, sitting there, like, staring at everybody, like, overseeing the event. That's probably concerning. I mean, we weren't even programming. We were just staring at a computer that kept crashing. <laughs> so it's not like <laughs> yeah, any of us were accomplishing anything. No, I definitely was not accomplishing anything. We were just putting in the hours of saving face. Yeah, I don't know what that term means, but I, I agree. But yeah, on the scope of jobs, I think the end product, pretty freaking sweet with the seating, blending into the lanes, going into the pins. The whole thing is hot. Yeah, talk about that more, how we were able to put those um, thin pars to tie in with those 8067s and also talk about um, the pin decks, how we were able to tap into that. Yeah, so... Every one of these center installs, and to give you just a visual idea, look at the logo of this podcast, because that is what we're talking about, projecting out all of our beautiful light onto the lanes. And we use these LED bars, and they work great. But for the seating, we chose to add in some of our thin par sixes, smaller box square-shaped par lights, and kind of set up one per lane and staggered their shining effect with one onto the seating and one onto the approach. And in our programming, we were able to kind of blend all the light so that you have dedicated rows, seating, approach, three rows on the lanes, and then the pins. I'll get to the pins in a minute. Uh, But then take that, blend the color, and it just looks like one sweeping motion of color across the entirety of the system which looks real nice you get the light coming from above behind you in front of you it's it's all around you it looks pretty nice and then out on the pins 
there was some previously installed pin deck lighting. And I don't know if anyone's familiar with just the uh, the IR remote that you get when you get some sweet Amazon RGB strips. Oh, yeah. The George special. Oh, yeah. But that's pretty much what we were dealing with out there for control on those pre-existing pin decks. But um, our DMX genius, Andrew, discovered that he could just tap into the controller and tie it into our system and gain control over those lights as well. So all of our effects essentially include the light that shines up where the pins sit. They call that the pin deck because it's the deck where the pins sit. And the light that's placed in there just perfectly illuminates that little cubby. So we got the whole entire center illuminated for whatever color we want, whether it's a rainbow throughout the entire house, whether it's blue in the front, purple on the pins, green on the lanes. We have total control to the entire the entire center, and it's super cool. And we've also talked to them about doing more lights just in their like lobby area where you walk in. And maybe they just want those to be white. Maybe they just want those to be more stagnant, not part of the show. But then you would still have control over literally every single part of the building, which would be the coolest thing I would ever be a part of installing. I feel like um, you won't, you wouldn't want anything too crazy in the lobby, but just to have the ability to be like, hmm, maybe we want some green for St. Patrick's Day. Just do a leave it nice and solid green. Nothing too overwhelming, but. I think that'd be a good addition. Yeah, that'd be sweet just to do effect lighting over the entire place, including the yeah. game room and the bar. Like you can just go crazy. Oh yeah. Um I think it'd be really cool. We talked about this, but we'll talk about it here on the podcast. To be able to tie in the lights with the scoring. So like you throw a strike, hit mm. all the pins, and then the lights just like Illuminate your lane or do like a little cascading comet effect. That would be cool. Yeah. I also think it'd be cool if the balls themselves had some sort of like, well, kind of how we do with clutch tracking the ball. But in addition to tracking the ball for the projection, turn off the projectors and just track the ball and the light will chase the ball. It's like a dark lane, and as you throw the ball, as it passes underneath the light, the light turns on, so it looks like it's like carving a path of light. It has like a trail. Yeah. You can see from start to finish of where the ball went, or yeah. just a little trail behind it, just a couple feet. Well, with the projectors, it'll draw a line. I'm thinking with us, it just like illuminates the lane as it travels. Gotcha. Uh, that'd be really cool. I like the idea of if you get a strike, a show... There's a show on your lane. I don't know. Is there anything like that for clutch when you get does it tie into the scoring? Um I don't think it ties into the scoring, but I can't remember. Yeah, so when we're doing that programming, obviously like a lot of creativity goes on to like create a unique scene that's like not too crazy. Mm -hmm. but like that obviously you're still putting on a show but you don't want to distract from the bowling too much but we had the idea of tying in uh on a strike it like 
makes the entire house dark and then like something crazy starts going off on the pindex and then it leads to the lane that got that strike and then it like shoots down the lane and like it celebrates your lane so the entire house is focused on you i think that'd be really cool it's kind of annoying that the uh the scoring system that they have whoa is so it's like touchy because we've done systems where it's like dark where the pins are and the scoring works just fine. Hmm. I wonder if that's, and see, I don't know anything about this side of things, but I wonder if that's something they could fix with a different scoring technique or different cameras or, yeah, you know, just need maybe their scoring system. Yeah. Because I bowled literally three full games, 30 frames insane my arm was broken for a week and um yeah realized that there were a couple colors that didn't work and there always had to be light at all times so we were doing night rider for a portion of it which would light up like two lanes at a time i mean they were just calling me because the lights were too bright on the pins and it wasn't tracking the scoring as well what mm-hmm. interesting i was like dang dude like, I'm glad they bought our lights, but they, <laughs> if I was them, I would have put money in my scoring system first and then worried about my lights. Yeah, how much does the scoring system cost? Oh, I have no idea. But it's not cheap, I don't yeah. think. I mean, might as well do it now, though. I mean, just get everything new. Get everything good to go. Yeah. That's my perspective on things, at least. I'd rather spend a lot of money into upgrades, let it sit for a while, and then... Like, do it in chunks, not do it gradually. I mean, I know if I upgrade one thing and it's, like, being, like, suffering a little... My my upgrade is suffering from one of my other items not being upgraded. That's my next upgrade. Yeah. That's what I would think, too. What else can we talk about from this trip? Well... I mean, we survived. Oh, we're missing the best part. Okay. All right, Tuesday. Okay. okay. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, we're done early. We don't have the power cables to finish the install, so we're like, perfect, no big deal. Those will be shipped this evening, Tuesday evening. We tell our customer, oh, yeah, we're so far ahead of schedule. It's going to be such a short day tomorrow. Which, if everything went to plan, it would have been. Yes, but yes. It was. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. So we're done early on Tuesday. Andrew loves his breweries. I don't care about breweries. I'm I'm fine with Andrew liking breweries. It doesn't matter to me. I, I enjoy the food at them. I just don't care to go to dozens of them. I'm cool with one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So we're at this brewery in Anaheim. And I wanted to go to a hockey game. I thought that would be fun. I think you also wanted to go to a hockey game, correct? I'll always go to a hockey game. Yeah. So we're like kind of thinking this hockey game. And somehow Disneyland comes up. I don't even know how. How did that come up? Uh, I was just like, oh, I wonder how much tickets are these days. Because I had read recently that all of their restrictions had been lifted. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So the restrictions are lifted at Disneyland. Peyton's like, I wonder what the price is. And I'm like, uh, yeah, let's do some research because that sounds like a grand time to be in California being paid and then go to Disneyland. We're but also, We're also sitting like nine minutes away from the park entrance. So it's like, eh, might as well check it. Yeah. So we're sitting at this brewery in Anaheim, not far from Disneyland. $100 per... Uh, like for one park per person, yeah, and it's one sixty if you want to do the hopper per person, and so I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to pay a hundred or hundred sixty dollars out of pocket to go to Disneyland. And Peyton was like, we budgeted it out, we're good to go. And so, on the company, we went to Disneyland for about five hours, and it was so much fun. Those are the little things of why it's just kind of fun to own your own business because you can do crap like that. And, I mean, you just gotta you just gotta live a little, you know. Yeah, it's definitely I'm spo- I'm spontaneous like that, and it's always cool when you got an amigo as a boss, and it it works out. I just like the spontaneous adventures. Yeah. I mean, the hockey game would have been just as spontaneous, but, like, in my head, that was already an idea. Disneyland, like, wasn't even an idea. And then you threw it out. I went with it. You went with it. Andrew was going to hit his breweries. It was just the perfect day for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for how many people were there, though. I was, like, kind of thinking, like, slow season. It's February or March or whatever. It's not spring break yet. But dang, people came out of the woodworks for that restriction lifter. Yeah, it was what, March 1st? Tuesday, March 1st or I something? Think so. Something like that. Yeah, I believe it was Tuesday, March 1st. And we were like, it's Tuesday. I mean, it's after school hours. So maybe there's going to be a couple childs out there, but there shouldn't be anything crazy. And then we're waiting in like an hour line for cars. It was worth it, though. Yeah, no regrets for sure. I just thought it was kind of crazy. Oh, and they have that um, Pop Rocks drink in the Marvel, the Avengers Campus. Yeah, yeah. Pim's Paradise or Pim's Potions or something? What's it called? (laughs) I have no idea. Pim's Drinks, Pim's (laughs) Pim's Brewery. It was a brewery. (laughs) It was supposed to emulate the whole Ant-Man serum thing, but it had Pop Rocks in it, and it was a cool effect, so... As soon as I got home, I got some club soda, some flavoring, some other flavors, and some Pop Rocks, and I made it for myself. And it's it's a lot of fun. Just have some soda and put some Pop Rocks on the top of it, and that's how you make for a fun Friday night. It's a nice little party drink. Definitely a party drink. Just imagine I'm having like just a huge container of Pop Rocks and just like throwing them into this huge like <laughs> just vat of whatever liquid you've concocted and the whole thing just exploding from the pop rocks oh you you make like a big bowl of punch or something yeah <laughs> don't put a gallon of pop rocks in it <laughs> i didn't realize that as soon as you pour the pop rocks in it just pop they're popping everywhere oh, like yeah. i one just like popped into my eye i was like oh sweet baby <laughs> i didn't know i wasn't expecting it but i mean it makes sense it makes a mess though. Like they pop and then stick on everything, so you kind of have to like cover. It. You have to like cover it and then like pour them and like hold it and conceal. That's it's, it's kind of difficult, but 
That's a good time. Yeah. Yeah, if you're ever having people over and trying to impress people, just get some Pop Rocks. Put them in a drink. Put them in their water. Or you could just be me running from park to park trying to sip this entire drink. Yeah. <laughs> getting stopped at the gate because a lady thinks it's alcohol. Lady, oh, no. we bought it from here. Yeah, I got stopped. Right? I don't remember. Yeah, you got you got stopped, and while she was talking to you, I snuck out behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like went in separate things, and you just dipped. And she's like, "Um, sweetie, can I look at that?" I'm like, "Uh, do you want to sit? What do you want from me?" <laughs> <laughs> she wants like, a taste. Oh, yeah, she's like, "Oh, it's not alcohol." I'm like, "Man, I'm sober. <laughs> don't, don't do this to this me." This is sugar high, honey. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's fair because they do sell alcoholic products at that Pim's Potion. Yeah, yeah. Paradise or something. Oh, yeah. Totally understandable. I wonder if they have, like, a sticker that they put on the cups if it's alcoholic. I don't know. Well, they should put it in a completely different color of cup that make it even easier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why does it matter, though? Why can't you bring alcohol outside the park? Because that's uh, drinking in public. You're not allowed to do that? Nope. That's how much I drink alcohol. All right. <laughs> so, like, if you go to a bar and they have, like, an outside patio... Can't it's fenced patio? off. The patio will be fenced off, and you're not allowed to leave the patio. Gotcha. So you either got to finish it in the patio, then walk off, or you got to leave some if you don't finish? I mean, legally. Yeah. Usually that's why they give you glasses, because you're not going to walk away with a glass. Yeah. They're not giving you to-go cups. <laughs> hey, can I get this in a, in a kid's cup? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hold on. <laughs> Can I get a lid, please? Uh, sorry. <laughs> can, I get a, can I get a lid and a straw? I don't know. I just, I just like it better that way. The taste. It just tastes better when I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, just, just when I'm on the road, it's easier for me to pick up and just take a sip. You know? <laughs> uh, Can't do that with the whole glass. No. Way At least hard. we'll know. <laughs> That's open container right there. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's a lid on it, it's not open, so... <laughs> As long as the little paper is on top of the straw, that means you haven't used it yet. Yeah, true. Like they do that for like some shakes. They like tear most of it, but not the uh-huh. tip. You just keep on putting that little paper back on. Hey, I haven't started drinking this yet. And this is a beer milkshake. Gotta keep so. the germs out. <laughs> do they have that? Like some sort of beer milkshake or something? Like a beer flavored milkshake? Uh. Would that not the be closest good, thing I've seen is like an IPA float. That's just like ice cream and drink. Yeah. Right. It's just root beer float status going on. But it's you not. You could literally do that with any liquid. Yeah, definitely. Just take whatever ice cream, whatever liquid, combine, you now have a flow of that liquid. Obviously, some restaurant out there is making beer shakes, but I don't know who's buying them. I don't know what beer tastes like, so I don't know if there's an appeal or not, so. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Yeah, I'm 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 great. I'm fine <laughs> now I am. Imagine if I was drinking. I just think things would be going downhill. <laughs> Your life would like be looking like mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would not be good. No, definitely not. Well on that note, thanks for uh tuning in. We'll try and keep on this every other Friday kind of schedule. So this sucker will come out on 311 tomorrow 
and yeah, happy birthday to both of my sisters. And oh, is that today? No, it's the day when it comes out. Tomorrow? Yeah. All right, happy birthday to both of Peyton's sisters. Yep. <laughs> Beyond that, we'll see you guys in the next one.